Welcome again to the Actors Bow. This is Denise Parathapat. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. And if you're a regular, thank you for your loyalty. I'm very happy you're back. And you know, at this point, we're actually best friends. And here I am in my studio in LA late at night on a Tuesday night, the day before the podcast has to be released. Of course, you know, I work good under pressure. That's what I tell myself, but it's actually procrastination. Well, I wouldn't call it that, you know, it's it's very busy. And every day I get home after, you know, waking up at like 5, 6 a.m. I get home at like 8 p.m. I'm like, I'll just record it tomorrow. Don't get me wrong. I love recording this podcast and it's probably my favorite part of the week. But this is what it comes to. When I don't have a guest, I end up doing it the day before. And before we continue with the episode this week, I want to introduce the Sunday Spotlight of this week, and that is Chris Charing. He has such an exciting story because he played many princes in Disney Cruise, and he traveled to more than 30 countries playing amazing dream roles, and he also has his own podcast, which is called Sharing feelings, get it? Actually, I love the name. And it's about how men express their emotions and their vulnerability. So very cool stuff. And you're going to be able to read the whole interview on Sunday. But before that, if you want to find out about Chris and his podcast, his Instagram is at Sharing Feelings and his professional website is www.chrischaring.com. Um, so before we get into today's episode, which is going to be very, very exciting and helpful for, you know, right now in quarantine self-tapes, but also once we all go out in the world and get to audition again, I wanted to update you on my Grace Anatomy adventure. If you haven't heard the other episodes, I recently started Grey's Anatomy, which I had never seen before. And you're probably like, you're so late to the game, I know. But I started and I was like, well, it's not that good. And then I was like, well, I can't stop watching it. Well, if you haven't seen Grey's Anatomy, you can skip this like minute, two minutes, this next section. But if you have seen it, what the hell happens after season three? What? You get to first episode of season four and they're like, oh yeah, Burke and Addison are gone. And you're like, okay, if I thought the writing might have been the best part about this show, (laughs) I was wrong. Like, (laughs) who the hell just deletes out of nowhere two characters of a show, two main characters? And I looked up why they did it. I mean, Burke, I kind of understood. He made homophobic comments, the actor, on set, about another actor, with another actor, just a lot of drama. And, of course, they didn't want to renew his contract. Very crazy, which is like, oh, why is there so much drama in on set, always, <laughs> or on theater, like, so much drama. Why did he have to do that? What? Whatever. The point is, then I got to think, you know, like, the last episode of season three, he already knew they weren't going to renew his contract and everybody was like in a bad mood because of all the drama. Can you imagine? Like I rewatched that episode and I was like, huh, the acting is not that bad because they actually seem friends in this. But then I kind of understood what they, why they made him leave Christina at the altar. So 
Yeah, so that I understand why he didn't come back to the show. But Addison, like all I could find was, oh yeah, like the amorous love triangle was already solved. So we didn't have a need for her to come back. What? Not, like they just left that character hanging. I don't get it. Whatever. If you watch Grey's Anatomy and want to explain this to me or laugh about it with me, please message me because I don't have anybody to talk about this. Now we're gonna get into this week's topic, which is five big don'ts for audition. Now I have kind of a surprise slash gift for you because in this episode I'm gonna give you five big ones, but this weekend, actually on Sunday, I will be sending to everybody on my VIP backstage pass of the Actors Vow the other five tips for auditions. And they're also amazing. You don't want to miss on them. So if you're not part of the VIP backstage pass, you can sign up on Instagram on the link in bio, or you can just go to the website and you're going to get, you know, those annoying pop-ups that come up in websites where they want you to sign up for things. That thing, you're going to get that. So just put your email and you're going to get this on Sunday and so many other things I'm constantly sending content and I will be sending so many more things I haven't been really good with keeping up with sending you guys things but a lot of important useful information is gonna come a lot of free products so yeah VIP backstage pass this Sunday the rest of the biggest don'ts for actors in the audition room the first one that I'm going to give you is don't ask who the auditors are if you know before you know your agent tells you you're going to be auditioning for these people and these people that's fine i mean it might make you nervous if it's like someone very big and it might like hinder your performance but what i'm saying is if you go into audition into the audition room and you walk in you leave your back at the door of course and you go into the middle of the room and you're like so who am I auditioning for don't just don't because first of all if they want you to know who they are they would already tell you they would be like hey um my name is blah 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 blah. They, they would introduce themselves or they would have told you before the audition that's also not the place for that like they really just want to see your audition they don't want you to be asking that kind of personal questions it might make them uncomfortable they might want to stay anonymous. A lot of auditioners just, you know, want to be there, barely seen. You know, they just want to sit there, watch you perform and make their decisions. They don't want to be bothered with that kind of question. And also imagine that everybody asked them that and they'd had to repeat 40 times a day the same thing, who they are, which again is not the point of the audition. And if Another reason is if you get there and you don't know who they are and you ask them the question and they're polite enough to answer and there's someone big and they tell you something that makes you nervous, it's going to be so hard for you to manage your stress at that moment. And it's going to be a lot of information. So, I mean, the point is like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter who you're auditioning for. When they ask you, you know, do you have any question for us? Instead of asking about like, who they are ask them about the project ask them about the character there are so many things you can ask them but do not go to the personal questions with the auditioners the next 
big don't that I feel so many actors do and of course I have found myself doing many times is don't try to find out what they want and we do that at so many levels I mean we might do it you know we have an audition and you will ask your agent or manager like what did they say or you will read the breakdown and whatever four lines they wrote there about what they were looking for you are going to assume, start assuming what they are looking for. Or you will hear, let's say it's a very big audition and there's a lot of actors there and you're going to hear people maybe in the waiting room talking and they're going to be talking about what they think that they have heard that someone else said that they were looking for. Now that's not helpful at all. First, it's going to get in your head. You're going to assume and you're actually never going to know what they are looking for because guess what? Most of the times, they don't even know what they're looking for. They're looking for someone who's very talented, someone who is a hard worker. Yes, a lot of times they do have a very fixed idea of what they're looking for, but you can also change that idea. How many times they think they want something and they end up finding an actor that's completely different and casting him because he showed something that they hadn't even thought about for the character. And that's what you have to worry about, not what they want, But you have to worry about performing your best and showing them your talents, showing humor, intelligence, all those things in the audition room. Another way in which I think we actors think about this in a broader way, it might not just be for an audition. So many times we think about what do people in the industry want? And then we end up with so many people, you know, getting no jobs and plastic surgery and don't get me wrong if you want to get plastic surgery that's fine that's your decision but do it for yourself don't do it for what you think the industry wants like everything in life you can't just like go and do things and take action on things that you don't know you're literally just assuming you're never gonna know what the truth is about it and That goes not just, you know, plastic surgery, like dyeing your hair. If you like your hair a certain way and that makes you feel you, keep it that way. Not just because someone told you once that the people in the industry wanted blondes or wanted brunettes or you would be so much more castable if you lost 10 pounds. Like that's all bullshit. You have to be you and your talent will be enough and you will never know what they want because, again, what they want will change and trends change and what they want in the end is talent and what they want in the end is something that will work for their project and something that also will sell. Of course, that's a very important part in the industry. My next big don't is we act so many times, get so much in our heads and overthink very similar to the second don't but this one is don't decide if you are right or wrong for the role always go to the audition it is different if you see a breakdown and something that's completely different to you especially if you don't have an agent and you're self-submitting be careful don't self-submit to everything but if you have an agent or a manager and he's sending you there or a casting director sends you an, an invitation to an audition or a director, someone you know, and you get that invitation to that audition, even if you think this is a role I would never be cast on and 
I know I will not be cast on, go. And I have a very fun story that um, Michael Shirtliff talks about in his book Audition. And that's how Dustin Hoffman became famous. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. It's a pretty famous story in the industry. But uh, the story is about Mike Nichols was casting the musical The Apple Tree on Broadway. I think that's what it was called. I've never seen it. I had never heard of it before. But yeah, The Apple Tree. And Michael Shirtliff was the casting director for it. And he knew this guy who wasn't famous he had done a couple shows off broadway but of course casting directors know all the actors broadway off broadway try to know them and this guy was dustin hoffman he was no one at that time and michael shirtliff said to him hey there's this audition for this musical you should come and dustin was like I don't sing. I've only taken like five singing lessons in my whole life. I'm not good at singing. I'm, I don't think that's a good idea. Michael was like, well, take two more singing lessons and then come. And every day that they were held, holding auditions, Michael would write Dustin's name on the uh, list and he would not show up. A week went by and he didn't show up. And Dustin didn't show up because he knew that he wasn't going to get cast and he was actually going to be very embarrassed because he couldn't sing and he knew he could not do that. Um, at that point, Mike Nichols had seen Dustin Hoffman's name so many times, it started being a joke. So like, when is this Dustin Hoffman gonna show up? Now, a second wink went by and Michael Shirtliff was like desperate, why is this kid not coming, like just show up. And one of the last days of the auditions, Dustin Hoffman showed up. And what happened is that he was right. <laughs> he couldn't sing. He had a terrible voice. And yeah, his biggest fears became true. But what also happened is that other than him not being able to sing, he delivered an incredible performance. It made them laugh. It showed many bold choices. And it was unforgettable for Mike Nichols. And of course, they didn't cast him in that role for the musical because he couldn't sing but time passed I don't know if it was many months I don't know if it was just a little bit of years but time passed and Mike Nichols was casting The Graduate and first he thought I want someone who is like a jock someone who's very athletic someone who is very like a gentleman like a perfect Hollywood actor man you know like the sexy man on screen and that's what the producers wanted to. And then when they were looking for the actor, Mike Nichols remembered Dustin Hoffman. And he right away said, that's him. That's the guy I want to be the lead of my movie. And we all know what happened after that. He did The Graduate and he was amazing. And the movie was a success. And now it's a classic. So this is the moral of the story. Just show up to the audition. <laughs> Because you might not be right for that role, but if you do your job, if you show them who you are, they will remember you. And they might remember you for another project. So it's very important that you show up when you are invited to the opportunity. Don't miss out on the opportunity just because you think that you are not right for the role. And other times you might think you're not right for the role. And that might not be the initial thing they're looking for. And then you show up and they change their mind. And 
they just decided that they want you for the role. So just don't miss out on the opportunities ever. And my fifth don't for auditions is don't see the auditors as the enemy. And also, those, you know, don't see them as like gods. It's, it's there. You guys are exchanging. You, they have a job and you have a talent. They want you to do well. They really want to see the best from you. And I know you've heard that so many times because they always tell us. And someone, uh, sometimes it seems very hard to believe that they want the best for you, but they really do want the best for you. And I have another story for you here. There's a story, it happened on Broadway too. And there was this actor, he, they asked him to go to an audition. And he showed up to the audition. And when he showed up, they told him, hey, like we're running late. You, your, slot, your slot has been moved like 30 minutes. And he got really, really upset because he was like, I have things to do. This is disrespectful. Now, what happened inside of the room is that the person who was the casting director had moved him 30 minutes up because he really wanted him to be the best and have the best slot. And 30 minutes before, the auditioners would have been like, it would have been too early. And 30 minutes after, maybe the auditioners would have been too tired. So he just wanted him to have the best slot now the actor got very mad and he just left he left because he said he had a commercial audition and he just couldn't stay and that that was disrespectful and again what he didn't know is that the people inside the room were giving him the best slot and that happens so many times even if it's not in this situation they are there not because they want to see you fail they really want to find their ideal person to fulfill the role they need. They really want to find someone who is going to do the job. They really don't want to be months and months looking for that person. I mean, in the end, they're going to have to choose from someone that they saw. You know, the, sometimes it might not be the ideal that they're looking for, but that's, that's what it is. But if they don't find the right person, they might spend months and months looking for that person. So they really want to see you succeed. They really want you to be the one. So stop seeing them as the enemy. Stop seeing them as, what if this doesn't work? And getting so nervous. Instead, step into the room thinking, these people are actually my best audience because they actually want to see me succeed more than anybody else i mean maybe you want to see yourself succeed a little bit more but they really really have faith in you so these are my five tips for the audition room a lot of them are about mindset the five ones that i'm going to send on the vip backstage pass this sunday are a little bit more specific and a little bit more less mindset and more actionable things, more physical things. So I think the combination of both is going to be very useful for you. And that is the episode for this week. Oh, before I go, I do want to bring the play of the week, which is actually not a play this week. It's uh, the 25 10-minute plays from the Actors Theatre of Louisville. It's a compilation of 10-minute plays, 25. 
Of course, the title says it. Uh, <laughs> so I really like this book. I got it in college when I was looking for a scene to direct. We took direction on junior and senior year and we had to direct something that was no longer than 30 minutes and this is great because there are like little plays that almost nobody knows so they're great if you want to direct something or for scene study but there's also monologues and again these are things that most casting directors and most people have never heard because they're shorts they're not overdone so I think it's very good to have this kind of compilations there's several ones there's just one of them but it's really good to look into short plays for material so again this one is the 25 10 minute plays from actors theater of louisville and this will be all for this week i'm keeping it very short because these next uh three to four weeks we're gonna have guest and they're gonna be they're exciting they're very diverse they all do very different things and they're gonna be talking about very different aspects of the industry so i'm very excited for you to hear it there's gonna be amazing information and content and don't forget to subscribe to the vip backstage pass if you want to receive the next five biggest don'ts for auditions that's going to be coming out this sunday and again you can sign up on the instagram link in bio or on the website of the actorsvow.com and if you haven't subscribed to itunes what are you waiting for i mean at this point you should be subscribed already come on how are you gonna know when the episodes come out i mean even if they come out every wednesday it also really supports the podcast and if you haven't left a review that's also very helpful and i would love if you did that and i'd be super super grateful to you also if you don't follow the actors vow on social media remember to follow us on instagram facebook twitter and youtube where you can see the interviews with guests actually see them which is very interesting you can like put them on your tv and it's fun and yeah this will be all for this week thank you so much very excited for the things coming up on the actors vow and i will see you next wednesday